Welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast, where we share a method to overcome addiction and reset your life. Now, here are your hosts, James Pendleton and Amy Kasky. Welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. I am recording today from Flathead Lake Lodge. Our family's on vacation for family reunion here, and it is absolutely gorgeous. So I'm in a pretty happy place. How about you, James? How are you doing today? Doing well. We are uh, traveling as well. We're in Salt Lake or in Sandy, Utah, um, out here for some... Uh, medical procedures for my son staying at my wife's aunt's house so we're just kind of winging it this week on our podcast so hopefully it works out yeah we're both traveling but that's the cool amazing part about technology nowadays is you can continue on from anywhere you are so today um we decided to just talk a little bit about our um noticings and some of our feelings of the um, come follow me lesson this past Sunday addressed the topic of pornography and in researching studying for the lesson and just being a part of you know different Facebook and social media groups I just saw a lot of comments and a lot of um, had a lot of thoughts um, regarding this so I thought it would be an, a good topic to open up with and just kind of share our thoughts and our take on it um, as we've said in the past, we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we don't um, aspire to put anything out as beliefs from them. This is our opinions, just our take, our discussion. But I thought it'd be an interesting point of discussion um, to to kind of fill out what our feelings were. I feel like this is a um, sensitive topic, and my um, my Young Women's Presidency sent out a letter to the families, just letting them know that was going to be the topic of discussion and wanted parents to to start discussing with their children before the lesson came up. And um, they gave those letters to the, to the girls to give to their parents. And my 12-year-old daughter, who, we, as we've talked in earlier podcasts, um, we've had some conversations recently. We were going to be traveling, so she wasn't going to be in her home um, youth group to have that lesson and she was really bothered by that she was but this is a really important lesson mom and i need to be there with the people that i that i know well that will you know that it'll be comfortable for me to talk about this and i thought that was interesting you know coming from from a 12 year old she was actually looking forward to the discussion um, but she wanted it to be with people that she felt safe with that she knew well um, she didn't want to be in a visiting ward knowing that was going to be the topic so anyway i saw just a lot of comments and a lot of um posts about it i just wanted to jump out there and say that it actually made me really nervous i told my husband i said um seeing that this is going to be the topic for come follow me puts me really on edge and so we had a good conversation him and i kind of discussing why why does that put me on edge and i think it puts me on edge because there's so many um sensitive feelings and there's so much op chance for offense if you will um from those that maybe are struggling and and certainly a 
a tricky place for those that are presenting the lesson, you know, because they, they need to present the material that the church has asked them to, but hopefully in a sensitive way that won't offend. Um, I read one Facebook post um, by a lady who just pled for compassion and for um, sensitivity with those that were presenting because her teenage daughter, when she was 15, sat in a similar lesson in Mutual and basically her reaction as a 15 year old who was struggling with pornography, but nobody knew at the time, um, the leaders had just kind of presented it with a, an imagery or an object lesson of a crumpled piece of paper. And if you have viewed pornography, then you're like a piece of paper that's all crumpled up. And the mom on the Facebook group, she was very, um, she was very kind in her appeal. And I, I really related to that mom and her emotions, knowing um, that I have had a child who has been there. Um, but the mom just asked for a lot of compassion because we don't, you don't always know who you're having this lesson with and maybe what they are personally going through and what you might be saying that might potentially um, hurt them. But the, that young woman, that mother's um, daughter, ended up leaving and stopped coming to church and never really told anybody. And I just wanted to have a little conversation about that and our reactions because um, my own son's reaction has been so different um, with his recovery and with when he would struggle. He was so open to um, knowing that people were coming from a place of, of love and from, you know, church doctrine and church principles and taking that as much as he could. And he never really got offended by things. And so, you know, I found that an interesting thing to discuss. My husband and I were talking and um, Elder Holland's talk that's tied to this Come Follow Me, which is called Place No More for the Enemy of My Soul. He's pretty direct. I mean, he's very direct, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and so my husband and I had this conversation that um, how can he be so direct and, and tie it back at the end with love? And yet if somebody's direct in a church lesson, you know, a young woman leader, a young man leader, a, you know, a priesthood authority in our ward or in our smaller congregation, we tend to take quick offense to that. Um, and how can we not, right? How can we let them be direct as well? just like Elder Holland was direct, but still feel that love and still understand that we're all at different places in this progression. So being something- I think, let me jump in there really. Yeah, just, I, think, I think the difference stems from when a general authority is speaking, we find it easy to kind of like, he's speaking generally, right? To the entire congregation of the church and he's not pointing anybody out. But when you're sitting in a youth meeting and most wards have, meetings of 10 or less youth, maybe a few more, it becomes much more individualized, right? Plus, I do think that it's easier for us as members to feel judgment from people that we know, from leaders, than it is from like an apostle. Like, because I know I've experienced that personally, right? When somebody in my ward tells somebody not to do something if whether it's me or not i can see like it feels different because i don't see them as such high esteem as i see an apostle and whether that's right or wrong i just feel like that there's that interesting dynamic that one it's more personalized and two a lot of the teachers that are teaching this stuff 
don't have the practice teaching it. They don't know. They're just going off of the lesson manual. It's likely that that crumpled paper was probably an object lesson in the lesson, right? They probably didn't even come up with that on their own. And because some, so many people are so um, scared to have this conversation, they very rarely deviate. And when you don't deviate from what the lesson is, and I'm not telling people that they should deviate other than like it's a direct lesson. You can't look at pornography. It's that easy, right? It's just not that easy. And even I was in, so I, we were actually visiting our old ward down in St. George and my wife arranged um, a breakfast Saturday morning with um, the bishop that I served as his counselor and the other counselor and our and their wives and it was super fun and and the bishop said hey tomorrow's a pornography lesson will you come in and teach the priest with me just off the cuff he's like I just want you to come in and talk with him and so um, I did and I think the reason that he wanted me there is to normal not normalize it in a way of justification but normalize it in like hey here's somebody that I trust that was you know, I served with that has had the problem for a really long time. And that's why this podcast is so important, I feel like. And and the conversation is so important is because I understand it's a sensitive topic, especially young kids. Um, but it's only really sensitive from the parents' perspective. A lot of the kids, especially the younger, it's just a normal conversation. Like, they don't see it as something that's grandiose thing. Right. Um, and I mentioned to you... It was interesting because I, I told you in a couple podcasts ago that I talked to my kids about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, Monday after the lesson, my daughter is like, what's pornography? I was shocked. Like, she actually said, what is pornography? And I was like, and I I realized later that, you know, so in my conversations with her, I always just talked about it as, like, it's naked people, right? Like, I, I've never, like, so she knew what it was, but the term pornography, she didn't correlate the, the two and then, but the cool thing was, is like, it wasn't awkward when she asked me, we were actually walking through, walking through a casino down in Vegas, just to our hotel room. And she was like, what's pornography? And I said, it's when other people look at um, naked people on the internet or in magazines or, and she said, oh, okay, that's now I remember that we've talked about that, but it was like, she didn't correlate the term, but I'm, I was super happy that when it happened, um, one other thought with Ellard Holland, actually, because as we were listening to that in the preschool lesson that I was sitting in, there was something that stuck out that I think is really hard for people that are struggling with it. So Elder Holland stated, and I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of, in the moment, think of the people that you love. Think of, like, your family. Think of your kids. Think of your wife, your spouse, who you're going to shatter their lives, basically. Is, I think he actually used the word shatter. And I took it a little bit differently this time because that's implying that I don't think of them when I'm trying to stop, right? Because I thought of them lots of times in my 20 years of addiction, like, why can't I stop? I'm thinking, like, I'm literally, the second before I look at pornography, I'm thinking of my wife. I shouldn't do this because of her, right? Like, I don't want to shatter her. And um, I just have more sympathy for those people that are going through it that it's it's unfortunately not an easy solution right. and so there's a little bit more to it than just having that little thought and that's kind of what we've that's the whole reason that we're doing this that we're trying to figure out more ways that like 
we understand that's not going to be a one single event, but we, we do feel like that there's steps that we can take either long steps with the method or even in that short burst of time. Because again, maybe thinking of your wife is a great or like your family that you don't want to shatter is a really great practice. But what's the next step after you've thought of that, right? Right. And that may be that small change that you're know, taking that um, physiological side that you actually make your brain, you know, the stress level go down immediately, right? Well, somebody right. didn't know how to do that they may be thinking of it and then they look and it actually becomes worse. It's like the shame is like a wave coming over you because it's like, I knew I shouldn't have, I was trying not to. And then I did. And yeah. so anyway, those are just a couple of thoughts that you I had. Know, jumping, I in, jumping in on that, Elder Holland in his talk, he actually talked about how sometimes you need to reach out for other help, right? Like get help. And, and I think we've talked about that before, how, um, finding the resources that are going to help you learn those strategies for you. And those strategies are going to be individualized. Um, can take maybe that strategy, but like you say, a step further and use that reset method or whatever other coaching or, you know, counseling or whatever is going to help you get the recovery you need. You know, I just was having the thought um, as you were talking, James, you know, how do we wrap this all up together in the end? And, um, I, 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 I shouldn't be nervous when this lesson came up. I should be so excited, right? And I love that it it opened up a dialogue. I saw all over social media. I saw all over social media the the conversation just being like we said we wanted we want to converse about this. You know, there was a um, lady that I follow, Emily Christensen, who said. The only way sex can be sacred is if we stop making it secret in our homes. Yeah. We've got to be able to have these conversations. And so I thought, what a great, what a great thing the church did to, to say, hey, let's talk about this. And I was thinking about the scripture in DNC that says, reproving be times with sharpness when moved upon by the Holy Ghost, but then showing forth an increase of love after. Yeah. You know, and every time if we know we're not supposed to, but we mess up, and, but then we feel this love from those of in our support system, from those in our, from our church leaders, um, and, and certainly most first and foremost from our Savior, then, then we're going to keep taking those steps to work on overcoming our addiction, right? And I think, I think when people feel like truly loved, then they want to change for the right reasons. And I hope that that's the lesson and the message that got put out to the masses is, you know what, you might struggle with pornography. It is everywhere. Like it is in our world. It is in our society. We don't need to, to feel ashamed if we struggle. We don't need to be embarrassed to talk about it, but we do need to have love and compassion. There are there are counsels, right? Re reproving betimes with sharpness. There is reproof when we mis make mistakes, whatever those mistakes are. But the Savior loves us and he atoned for all of those mistakes. And I guess my nervousness was just like, you know, to our audience today, I hope you feel loved. I hope if you struggle with pornography that you feel like there is hope and a plan after and I feel like that's what Elder Holland did. I feel like he was very sharp 
and very direct, but the last paragraph of his talk was all about love. Like we love you, the savior loves you. And so I guess that's always like my nervousness is that I just hope people feel when they're being chastened or when they're being reproved, that they feel that huge increase of love come on after the fact so that they want to keep trying. Because why would you want to keep trying if you just feel like you're being shamed and you don't feel like you're being loved, you know? So Yeah, and I'll close with this. My hope with the lesson throughout the church last week would have been that um, it wasn't coming from a place of shaming people for doing the thing that we all know that we shouldn't do. It was coming from like likely, well, it's almost a guarantee you're going to, you know, see pornography. Like there's no like, so the idea that like, you shouldn't look at pornography or you can't look at pornography. Like can't, like can't and shouldn't, I think are a little bit different, but you can't look at pornography and then most people have already seen it. Right. And so then it's like, well, how does that correlate? And I hope that it was instead of like shaming that you just can't do this. It was, you're going to witness it. You're going to encounter it. Here's some tools. Here's things that we need to do. Cause we, we shouldn't be doing it because the spirit's going to leave us. And in fact, in verse 16 of section 63, that's what I got out of the whole lesson is when you look at pornography, the spirit leaves and that's the case. Right. And we got to get to a place that like the, we want to feel the savior's love, which comes through the spirit so much that we want to get away from pornography. Right. Not that like we're a bad person because we encounter pornography. And I'm hoping that, Church is getting closer to that. I feel like they are. That's why I I wasn't I like because I love that conversation. The more people that can talk about their experience will open up that door to like, okay, I'm normal. Not, not that it's okay to look at it. I'm normal that I've seen it. Now how do I find tools to not see it anymore? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So oh. anyway, that was that was a fun conversation. We'll uh We'll think of something good for the next one and glad you guys could join us today. And if you have any comments or, or questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, James at the addiction reset.com. I'd love to interact with anybody that, that wants to chat. So till next time. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on the addiction reset podcast. We are on a mission to change the conversation surrounding pornography. Our reset method will help those looking to overcome their addiction and transform their life. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, theaddictionreset.com. Also, if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, email us at james at theaddictionreset.com or look for the coaching tab on our website. If you like what you heard today, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you thought in the reviews. This will help our podcast reach more people. Remember, with the Reset Method, recovery is in your future.